I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the FT Money Show, brought to you by Investors Chronicle and FT Money. Hello and welcome to the FT Money Show. I'm Matthew Vincent, editor of the Investors Chronicle, and together with my colleagues from FT Money, I'll be bringing you the financial lowdown in downloadable form every week. So let's have a look at what we'll be covering in this week's programme. We'll find out how to get a better deal when you take your mobile phone abroad. Do SIPs really make sense? We ask whether stakeholder pensions might be better than self-invested personal pensions. And when is a shareholder perk not a shareholder perk? When Eurotunnel decides to scrap it, that's when. More on that story a bit later on. And if you've got a story that you'd like us to cover, please do email us at ask.ftyourmoney at ft.com. But first, I'm joined by Oliver Ralph of Investors Chronicle for this week's Money News. Well, the big story this week, Matthew, has been the latest twist in the bid saga for ABN AMRO, the Dutch bank. Uh, a few weeks ago, Barclays launched its bid for ABN AMRO. It offered 64.5 billion euros. This week, consortium led by Royal Bank of Scotland has trumped that bid and offered 71 billion euros. So what does this now mean for Barclays, having apparently lost out? Barclays has two choices, really. They could either choose to, to try to outbid Royal Bank of Scotland. They'd have to find a lot more money for that, and that kind of move might not be appreciated by Barclays shareholders. So it's unlikely that they'll offer more. The alternative is that they don't offer more for ABN AMRO, they lose out and they continue on with their plans. Interestingly, that will probably leave Barclays as a bid target in itself for the future. So we need to keep an eye on Barclays. But is this good news for Royal Bank of Scotland? Is this now a done deal? It's not quite a done deal yet. There is one potential fly in the ointment. Royal Bank of Scotland is very keen to get its hands on La Salle, but ABN AMRO had already agreed to sell that business to Bank of America. So Royal Bank of Scotland is now trying to see if it can stop that deal happening and get its hands on La Salle. So perhaps one more twist in the tale for RBS. I hear that there have been a few twists in the tale for another company, uh, Sports Direct. Tell me more. For a company that's only floated in February, it's already had far more than its fair share of headlines. This is the company that owns Sports World retail stores and also the Slesinger and Dunlop brands. It's run by a famously publicity-shy man called Mike Ashley, who's done very well with it. Unfortunately, it doesn't get on quite so well with the city, nor, it seems, with the chairman, David Richardson, who resigned this week, saying that he was unable to establish a strong working relationship with the executive team. So this sounds like a, a bit of an own goal, certainly if you're a shareholder. And if I was a shareholder, I'd be perhaps looking to support another team. Thanks, Oliver. And remember, you can get all the latest money news at www.ft.com forward slash 
money. Still to come in the programme, SIPs versus stakeholders. Which pension plan is best for you? And shareholder perks. Eurotunnel shareholders have lost their entitlement to free travel, but is this part of a wider trend? But first, mobile phone tariffs. When you make calls in the UK or text your nominations to the Big Brother house, well, OK, you probably don't do that because you read the FT, but you would at least know how much those calls and texts would cost you. But what about when you go abroad, on business or on holiday? Do you realise how much you could be paying? Well, Ellen Kelleher of FT Money wanted to go to the south of France to investigate all of this, but sadly our budget doesn't stretch that far. So instead, we asked her to telephone Robert Barnes, who's head of mobile phone research at moneysupermarket.com. So, Rob, how expensive is it to use your mobile phone while travelling now? In short, it's very expensive to use your phone while travelling at the moment. The average cost is around 70 pence per minute, making calls from outside the UK and an EU country. And then receiving calls, the average is 52 pence a minute. However, this peaks across different networks at up to 94 pence and 99p a minute. So the charges really are scandalous at present. So what's the typical rate? It uh, varies by network. If you look at the, the major network in the UK being Vodafone, who charge 75 pence, that's both inbound and outbound. So even if you receive a call while you're in Spain on holiday, you're going to pay 75p a minute on Vodafone. The cheapest at present is Orange, who charge 30p a minute for receiving a call and 70p a minute for making a call. And what are rates likely to look like when the changes take effect? Massively different, to be honest. The rates are going to come down significantly. The EU have capped them at 33 pence a minute for making a call in Europe and 16 pence a minute for receiving a call. So effectively, the average savings around 38p a minute, which is superb. Rob, can you offer some details if you want to just sign up for a basic package? You know, which ones offer uh, the most value? Vodafone have a product called Vodafone Passport. That effectively gives you your normal pence per minute rate, irrespective of where you are in Europe, but you actually pay a 75p connection fee. So if you've got a load of minutes left in your bundle from your inclusive tariff, effectively your calls are free, although you pay that 75p for every call. So that's good value. O2 have what's called an international traveller service. It's 2.99 a month on all tariffs, less than £30, but it's free if you're on a £30 or more tariff. And that effectively gives you similar discounts. It gives you around about 25 to 45% discount on the calls. There are products out there where you can get good value at the moment, but where we're coming from really is that people don't know about them. The networks don't really advertise them, and they're quite happy for people to pay the massive rates of their standard roaming charges. And what about if I wanted to just rent a mobile phone or buy a SIM card for my phone instead of facing these roaming charges. Do you think that would be a good idea? Definitely. Buying a, uh, a prepaid SIM for roaming is a good idea, but only if you're really going to use a phone quite heavily. The reason I say that is because it's quite expensive to set up, so you'll probably pay around £30 just for the prepaid card. Then you've got to make sure your mobile phone's unlocked. Most of the prepaid numbers come with sort of free local calls, reduced price calls. You probably pay around 25 pence a minute for outbound and inbound calls, which is a lot cheaper. 
but the only issue is you only get £10 credit. So you're paying £30, you get £10 credit, and then you're going to have to top up. So it may cost you £30, £40 while you're on holiday. So if you're only using the phone for a short period of time like I do, then it's maybe not worth doing that. That was Robert Barnes, Head of Mobile Phone Research at moneysupermarket.com. Still to come on the programme, shareholder perks. Eurotunnel shareholders have lost their free trips to Paris, but are there still some freebies worth claiming if you own shares in a company? But before that, we return to the subject of pension planning. Now, on last week's show, we explained how self-invested personal pensions, or SIPs as they're known, can offer flexibility, but you do need to keep an eye on costs. So this week, we're taking a look at the low-cost alternative, stakeholder pensions. Steve Lodge of FT Money asked Michael Owen, who's Financial Planning Director at Brooks MacDonald Financial Consulting, whether stakeholders can sometimes be a better option and who they're most suitable for. Michael, are SIPs a pension must-have? There's no doubt, Steve, that SIPs are an attractive pension option for those who are looking for maximum flexibility for choice and investment freedom. We hear that everyone's buying them, they're heavily advertised, but... Are investors really using the flexibilities? You also hear that they're also quite high cost. I mean, is there any sense that they've been oversold? There certainly could be an argument that a number of people who have SIPs are not making maximum use of the full flexibility of those schemes. They have particular attractions for people who are relatively close to retirement and certainly those who are retired. But I have to say that for those who are in the wealth creation phase of their working life, there perhaps are not as many attractions for those types of schemes as there are for different pensions. What about those different pensions? I mean, we're always told you should focus on things like cost. Is there a better type of pension out there? There's certainly no doubt that when you are starting off in pension terms, when you've got relatively modest sums of money, costs have a disproportionate effect on the growth of your fund. Therefore, it does make sense to start with a flexible, low-cost pension for most people. And for that, you'd be looking at either a stakeholder scheme or perhaps in some cases a personal pension plan. So it's kind of horses for courses. I mean, who then should say, yes, I want one of them SIPs, and who should say, no, I want one of the lower-cost alternatives? Those looking at SIPs probably fall into two camps. It'll be those who wish to take a very much of a DIY approach to their own financial affairs, those who are financially sophisticated who can pick and choose their own investments. There are low-cost wrappers that will allow them to effectively manage their own pension fund. There'll be another group of people who rely on professional advisors to manage a discretionary portfolio. The flip side to that, of course, is those starting out in pension terms and for many of those people picking a good stakeholder scheme with a broad range of funds where they can asset allocate across global markets will be the right thing for them. That was Michael Owen, Financial Planning Director at Brooks MacDonald Financial Consulting. And for more on stakeholder pensions, go to www.ft.com forward slash money. And finally today, shareholder perks. Many UK companies now offer perks and freebies to their shareholders as a thank you for investing in them. But last week, founder shareholders in Eurotunnel had their free travel privileges reduced due to restructuring plans at the Channel Tunnel Group. So are shareholder perks worth the paper they're written on? I visited Henk Potts at Barclays Stockbrokers in Canary Wharf to find out. So Henk, what's been happening with Eurotunnel shareholder perks? 
Well, of course, it's been a very difficult time for Eurotunnel. It looks as if the New Deal will allow the majority of shareholders to keep their benefits, i.e. they'll be able to get that 30% discount on three return trips. The big problem comes to founding shares. This is where they've been benefiting from free travel. Now, it's the suggestion that the company may not survive in its current form, that their shares are linked to, and they may miss out on those. So as companies face tougher times, do you find that they're cutting back on the perks and benefits they offer to shareholders? I think companies are still interested in offering these perks. Of course, if you offer perks, it encourages people to go out and buy your shares. And the big hope, of course, is that shareholders will become very loyal customers. I think when it comes to looking at perks, though, you really have to say you've got to buy these shares on the fundamentals. See the perks as a bonus. There's no value in buying £1,000 worth of shares to save £100 if the value of your investment falls by 50%. And that's really got to be the safe message there. So once you've done your fundamentals-based research and you've found shares that you think are good investments, are there any that you particularly like in terms of what they offer as perks? I think there's quite a few household names that offer some great value at the moment. Marks and Spencer, of course, are a well-known name. We've got an outperformance recommendation. It's done a great job of reformatting its stores. Of course, it's brought in new designers which encouraged a whole generation of new shoppers back into its stores. Uh, we think it's got superior growth prospects that are backed up by a strong brand. We've got a fair value on the shares of £8.18. They're currently trading around £7, so a great uplift there. And you will receive Cafe Revive vouchers and Spend and Save vouchers, so a nice little bonus on the back of that. Are there some perks, though, that you might think not quite worth the investment? Well, one of the interesting ones is Lookers, which is, of course, a car dealership firm. Now, you need to earn more than £1,000 worth of shares in order to benefit from a £100 discount on a new car, which sounds OK on the face of it. Then you start to look at their range. These are the guys that are selling Ferraris, Bentleys, Aston Martins. Now, £100 off cars of that sort of value isn't exactly the biggest incentive. But, Hank, you're a man of money. You have many shares in your portfolio. Have you ever taken advantage of shareholder benefits? And one that I wish I'd taken advantage of was actually last Christmas. I was looking through the list today, and you see that if you'd bought shares in Mulberry, you could have benefited from a 20% discount. Now, I spent some £650 at Christmas buying a handbag, buying an overpriced wallet from the likes of Mulberry for my girlfriend. I just realised if I'd known that, I could have saved myself a lovely 20%. But, Hank, it's the thought that counts, isn't it? Absolutely. That was Hank Potts of Barclays Stockbrokers. And for a free guide to shareholder perks, visit www.stockbrokers.barclays.co.uk forward slash certificates. And that's all for this week's FT Money Show. Remember that you can email your views and your questions to ask.ftyourmoney at ft.com and we'll be back next week with another financial lowdown in downloadable form. But until then... It's goodbye from me, from the FT Money Show team, and from our podcast producers, Blue Barracuda. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.